Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy, and we've been talking about financial terminology for income producing properties and some of the types of definitions you need to know for the real estate exam. This is actually episode 059, and we're going to see how much you remember regarding some of the financial terminology uh, definitions that I've provided you regarding. uh, These are, again, regarding um, income-producing properties. So we've talked a lot about effective gross income and some of the things that you would include and not include with operating expenses when you are trying to calculate the value of a property using one of the income-producing ratios. So I'm going to give you a question today and see if you can answer this question based on some of the previous podcasts we have listened to. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, that's okay. See if you can answer the question anyway. So here's the question. It is also written in the show notes below. But in arriving at an effective gross income figure, an appraiser of rental property makes a deduction for, now again, here's the question, in arriving at an effective gross income. In other words, how does an appraiser arrive at effective gross income? What deduction would they make? Would it be for real property taxes, repairs, vacancy, or depreciation? And the answer is vacancy. That's correct. Remember, you must take into consideration the vacancy rate in order to arrive at what we call effective gross income. Now, gross income is the total or maximum amount of income that you could possibly receive. And so if you have a 20-unit apartment complex and you rent all 20 units for $1,000 per month, your maximum or gross income would be $20,000 per month. But remember, in a real world, that maybe doesn't always happen you might have one unit that's empty. Or you could have two units that are empty and one unit where they're not paying their rent. So we need to deduct what we call vacancy and credit losses. In other words, you want to figure out approximately or what percentage of rent will I not receive because some of the units may be empty And some people, unfortunately, may not be able to pay. And when you deduct that, you get what is called effective gross income. Now, don't forget, and I want you to know this, you've got to know this information frontwards and backwards for the real estate exam. Because there's one other item you can factor in uh, to this equation before you could arrive at effective gross income, and that is called... Um, those revenues, the revenues you may receive from things like the vending machines and 
and so forth. But um, you know, I just want you to understand that there are there there is another part to that equation of income that you may receive from. Uh, laundry machines, vending machines. But for the exam, and what I really want you to understand and know is gross incomes, total maximum amount of income you can receive. But then to get to what we call effective gross income, you have to deduct credit losses and your vacancy rate. And then you add in any kind of additional income you might receive from the um, laundry facilities. And that will give you what we call effective gross income. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.